Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. up everybody so uh yeah uh night podcast number 96 just totally went mental for a second i'm like what the fuck am i supposed to say what are we fucking doing right now i need oh shit i need to open a facebook account just so i know <laughs> stupid i'm doing <laughs> all right well really quickly uh i know i talked about this on the site uh, a little bit but um doing a whole new restructuring deal with the podcasts so this podcast the original and the best (laughs) (laughs) even Uh, our other podcasts suck in comparison absolutely i mean they don't they can't contain this amount of awesome no they really can't well one i'm on it (laughs) that helps you know yeah right um but uh with the lazy geeks network we have decided to Kind of a little bit to go back to basics with this podcast, where we're gone back to doing this as a weekly show. It's going to be a little shorter, but it's a weekly show. Uh, every Monday, new Lazy Geese podcast. But as far as the, end, the other ones that we were talking about, we're going to actually start releasing those on Thursday. So this coming Thursday, we're going to have a crash test movie dummies. And the, the week after that, um, probably be our video game podcast, which will be Lazy um, Lazy Ring of Death, which are yeah. Then uh, we'll have our new comic podcast in the ink. You got to really say that very carefully. In the ink, ink, ink. Yeah, in the you ink. Nasty motherfuckers in the ink. Where uh, Adam and I will be talking about comics and just how awesome they are. Uh, and then, yeah, and then that's easy. I know that's pretty much you know this would be two minute podcast comics. They're awesome. All right, well, thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Check it out next month. It's and, like if you don't read comic books, you're doing it wrong. Good right. night. 
<laughs> and uh, and then end the month out with another Crash Test Movie Dummies. So you get a total of eight podcasts in a month. That's a lot, but I think uh, I, th- I think we have a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff coming out. We already have like a couple of shows um, ready to go for you guys. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of cool stuff. It's funny too what I was thinking about the uh, uh, comic podcast. I was watching uh, Talladega Nights today, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, what was it? Uh, Will Ferrell's buddy, where he's like, so when you say psychosomatic, does that mean he can like? set fire with his mind and shit <laughs> and <laughs> michael clark duncan looks at me and goes, well you kn- all i'm saying is you know some you get knocked on the head sometimes you have special powers i mean read a comic book okay <laughs> it's true it's true i was like oh, you know what the guy has has there's some logic to that <laughs> and i love it at the end read a comic book okay like <laughs> jesus <laughs> i know with you. it's like read a comic dude come on <laughs> uh so uh yeah so march starts off a big month for us so this is kind of our retooled uh lazy geeks podcast so i guess uh we should get right into the into the news huh we should yeah so movie news this week this one was kind of cool like for me when i first heard about the rumor of a possible justice league dark movie i purposely stayed away because i i never expected anything to come of it now, it can still go anywhere, but but the fact that the famed director, Guillermo del Toro, it, has commented on it and has a drive about the project got me uber excited. Nothing is set in stone, as he still has to pitch the whole idea to DC and Warners, but I'm sure they would be very excited to have him attached to any, any of their comic properties and actually do it right. However, with all the issues they're trying to have with their Justice League film to get off the ground, leaves me a l- with little hope for anything amazing at this point. Quote, I'm I'm going to be presenting my storyline to DC and Warners of where I want to take uh, where I want to take this universe. We do have a writer, but until it is all firmed up, I have to keep it a secret. I hope it happens. Yeah, it's really well. It's like meeting old friends I grew up with, Demon Etig, um, Etig with Swamp Thing, with Dead Man. There's so there are characters that are near and dear to my heart. He told Total Film during the interview. Um, he has not, he has nothing but fanboy excitement for the potential project, in which um, which in essence makes me get excited for the project. Uh, quote: I'd love to use um, the origins that are proper to each character. I love the idea of Jason Blood as the uh, paladin and a knight. I love the entire Constantine mythology, the Dead Man mythology, the Alexander Swamp Thing mythology, and the really rich things to uh, to well and and to dig. So, as I only started following this in the New 52 version of the comic, but I'm a complete fan of the comic and I'm eager to check out, um, uh, and e- e- always eager to check out the monthly series, as I'm also a regular Justice League fan. Well, what strikes me as odd is that someone like Del Toro would have the passion about an obscure DC comic, um, comic as while nobody can find a director for the famed Justice League title. Uh, maybe we can get a JLA movie before we actually get a Justice League film. Never is what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know, because, uh, you know, the, the thought of him doing Justice League Dark to me just seems, like, fucking insane. Yeah. That would be awesome to do. And I would just be... I mean, he's the shit. I mean, like, he makes really good 
fucking movies. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it would be cool if he did he did something in the comic book realm. Yeah. Um, one thing, though, this actually I just found, like, probably about 10 minutes before we started doing the podcast, is um, Latino Review. They've they've had a pretty decent size of um, as stuff correct as stuff wrong, but they're reporting that the reason why we haven't heard anything from the Justice League front is that apparently Chris Nolan is supposed to be taking this whole thing over. Mm. And I don't, I doubt that. I I doubt it too, but. You don't know, so it's that he's supposedly going to be. That's why they scrapped the whole Will Bell script, um, was because he's supposedly taking it over. And now they could actually go, and this kind of sounds about right. That one of the plausible things could be is that um, instead of being like a Justice League, it could be a Batman Superman team up. Mm. Would be interesting because I would like to see that. Um, but, you know, this is still kind of new and, you know, and I know Warners is still waiting for because the, they said, well, we're going to see how, you know, Man of Steel does before we determine whether we're going to throw all the money into doing a Justice League movie, which is stupid. Yeah. Because, you know, you're just like, why don't you say that with The Dark Knight Rises? We'll put all the money into The Dark Knight Rises and see what happens. Because <laughs> you're <laughs> More people are going to be more. More people will show up to a, a, a Flash film, or you know, or a Batman, obviously Batman film. Then they would do a Superman movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like going, you know, let's put all the chips on black and fucking roll the roll the wheel. You know what I mean? It's just the the thing is, is that they need they DC has some amazing characters that they could really work into a great movie or movies. But a lot of them have been forgotten. Yeah. The, the the Marvel characters have always been cartoons and and just are in the forefront right now. So everybody really knows who Spider Man is and all that shit. But like DC has the Flash or um, who's some other characters that have been pushed aside a little bit in movies. Like um, even before, I mean, even with this movie, I still consider Green Lantern kind of pushed aside. Yeah, Green Lantern. I mean, I don't think people really fully understand what Green Lantern's about. Um, I would love to see a Green Lantern Corpse movie. That would be cool. Um, bring in bring in all the different colors and the different rings and really explain how that whole universe works. Yeah. Um, because they really only focused on green and yellow. Right. You know, and, and that kind of, you know, it's two. <laughs> so. Yeah, cause, well, I mean, if you look at the whole... If you look at the whole Marvel New 52, so many of those characters, for even just the passing, you know, the the passing person, most of those are obscure, with the exception of, like, the crew that just, like, Cyborg. Nobody really knows Cyborg. No. You know, except unless you read the Justice comic. And Cyborg's pretty badass. You know, and it's just... He's like fucking RoboCop, dude. Um, who else? Wonder Woman too. I mean, the only th- thing that people know about Wonder Woman is fucking the TV show from the seventies, if they even know about that. Linda Carter. And, yeah, well, obvious, but I mean that was a great show, but it didn't talk about where she came from too much, and and that whole backstory behind that. And I kind of like how they're playing her, or they're writing her rather, in the new Fifty Two. Because she's so lost. Like, she doesn't understand 
how we operate, how our society is. She's not some broad who works in the in the city and then every once in a while class her fucking wrists together and spins around and goes and fights crime. <laughs> you know, um, she's she's an alien, basically. I mean, she's from the same planet, but essentially aliens, um, Martian Manhunter yeah. all fucking day, dude. I mean, that's that's a badass character. I mean, you have any of those. I mean, even I mean, Savage Hawkman, mm. you know, uh, uh, Booster Gold. Booster Gold would be a great one. Yeah, you know, I mean, you have all these obscure characters from DC. It would be just like, you have a plethora, and you just, you have to make the effort to get them out there. But the thing is, is that even in their cartoons, in their animated stuff, what are most of their animated stuff? Batman, Superman, and then a Justice League movie. Yeah, and DC smashes the animated movies. I mean, they they have some amazing animated movies. Um, but, yeah, they focus on Batman, Superman. Because it's yeah. recognizable, and it's like, but, you know, I mean, look at Marvel. You know, Marvel throws everything. I mean, fuck, they did a Doctor Strange animated movie. You know? They're going to make a Doctor Strange movie. Right. Guardians of the Galaxy is their next uh, movie. Which, which most people I talk to don't even know who Guardians of the Galaxy is. Exactly. But and they will now. If you haven't, get that one issue. Mm. Really, really good. I have it, but I haven't read it. Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I think I have it. And uh, then, of course, Nova. But, you know. Nova was the shit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, there's a, there is a literally, and I think it's been said many times before, DC, Warner Brothers are sitting on a gold mine if they just know how to process the mineral, basically. I mean, it's it's just they need to make more serious films. They did great with Batman, so they definitely got their uh, feet wet with that. Um, I've, I'm hearing projections from people who have, like professionals in the industry, industry that have screened the Superman movie, saying that it's going to be the best movie of the year. That would be awesome. Yeah. I would love to see Superman get a quality fl- film that wasn't made in, in the fucking 70s and 80s. Um, <laughs> even the movies back in the day uh, with, um, oh, fuck, Christopher Reeve. Thank you. Um, <laughs> those movies are awesome, but they're still a little campy. Yeah, for the time period that they were made in, you know, let's let's get something real, like something like the new Batman movies for Superman. I think that would be badass and focus more on his flaws, not focus on how fucking godlike he is. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at it, if you, even if you followed some of the comic, like the New Fifty Two, or even even that um, Earth One comp trade, that mm. it, perfect example of making him relevant, you know, of a guy who's trying to find himself. I, I think that would be pretty awesome to do, you know. And but we'll have to see. But if they, I, I think that they, what they need to do is to stop having Warner Brothers Studios do it, and let the DC division do it. Yes, because I, I think that's the big problem that they have is that the the main studio is the one behind it, so they treat it like they treat all the other studio shit. So yeah, I agree. I agree because it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Look, what's just saying. Yeah, with Green Lantern. I mean, come on. I mean, I and and I was talking to my my uncle about this when he was down here. I like Green Lantern, and he put it perfect. Where Green Lantern is a good movie for people who already know everything about Green Lantern, <laughs> because it doesn't really explain anything yeah. very well. 
So if you know everything, then it's a decent movie. It's not the, it's not an Oscar winning freaking crazy, but it's a decent movie. If you already know everything, if you don't know anything, that movie fucking sucks because you're so confused. You have no idea what's going on. Right. You know, so. And that's what I think uh, was awesome with, you know, with Marvel and what they did with the Avengers is that they gave them their own individual movies. So you you could go into the Avengers and go, oh, OK, I know why they do it, why Stark acts this way or, you know, the whole thing with the Hulk and all of that. Yeah. You know, it, it just made more sense. And I think if, if DC or Warner Brothers actually just decided to say, hey, you know what, let's let's try. <laughs> let's try to do something cool. Then I, I think they'll probably reap more rewards than they will failures. No, I agree. I definitely agree. I think we've killed this, beaten this around quite enough. <laughs> Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, though, um... Jason Mama Mamoa. I think Mamoa. He's kind of a badass. Like he he's the only reason that um that new Conan the Barbarian movie is bearable to watch because he just goes fucking he goes full crazy in that movie. Full ape shit. Yeah, he's crazy. So Guardians of the Galaxy casting is already going on, and the character known as Drax the Destroyer isn't quite as set as we all thought. Jason Momoa of Game of Thrones fame has passed on the role. Momoa isn't the only person that Marvel has been screen testing for the role, however, with a few other action stars lining up for the role. Isaiah Mustafa, the guy from the Old Spice commercials. I like that, dude. He needs I know, he's, the movie. He's just a pimp. He needs the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, MMA fighter Dave Bautista, um, who was in the man, the man with the Iron Fist, and Brian Patrick Wade, in Gen- he was in Generation Kill, um, are all being screen tested for Drax. Reasons for a Momoa passing on the role haven't been revealed, and while it could have been simple scheduling issues, it may have been Marvel's doing as well. It's well known that Marvel Studios likes to give salary offers on the low side and doesn't budge most of the time. With Momoa's throne po- Thrones popularity, he may have passed on the role simply for not being paid enough for it. The last two films Momoa were in, though, didn't do all that great either. The reboot of Conan the Barbarian and Bullet to the Head uh, weren't seen by a lot of people, and Momoa may may do better for himself to take a role in a big-budget Marvel film. He may not have noticed that they aren't doing too bad uh, lately in the movie department. Um, I thought it was interesting that they had picked him for it, only because he he is I mean I've seen him in Game of Thrones I've seen him in Conan the Barbarian I think he would he would fit Drax well um, he's a very intense like action star you know right. um, or the potential it, to be like he he has this potential of being like exploding as an action star oh yeah. definitely yeah but he just hasn't had the right vehicle <laughs> he's just always in shitty movies well Game of Thrones is, is an awesome but see his role in Game of Thrones. He essentially has no lines because he doesn't speak the language that everyone else speaks. Right. He's and he's a barbarian, so basically he just speaks the shit out of everything. Yeah. And he's married to that really hot chick. That's oh, his yeah, role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's hyper intense, but he's not really showing his acting chops too much. Yeah. I think it, it most more inst- more often than not, he probably was more in the line. I mean, if he screen tested, it was probably. Well, we will want you to do it, but it would record here. Oh, well, 
we're probably doing because Game of Thrones, you know, they already have it set for when they're going to film the next season. So, yeah, it, which is I think it was a, probably a scheduling issue Yeah, because he's not going to back out of Game of Thrones. He's yeah. probably signed on a contract for that. Yeah. And the thing, too, is that when you look when if, if he screen tested, which means he's interested in it. So obviously, you know, yeah. that it's one of those where if he wasn't interested in it, he wouldn't have done a screen test because I, I think he is at that that level of fame. That he can pick which movie, not not do an audition, but he can pick which movies he wants to to test kind of for. go after. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Game of Thrones, I mean, now but, everybody knows who he is. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, is that you know, like places like Deadline always go. Yeah, well, you know, Marvel doesn't pay shit for the. Yeah, they don't pay sh- shit. F- they pay. They don't pay that much for their actors, but they usually go. Yeah, but if you sign up for this one, we'll have you in like ten other movies. Yeah, and that's a franchise, and then and suddenly, also you're you're almost guaranteed fucking super fame too. Yeah, at work after that. I mean, come on, you know, and that's you know, I mean, who? I, I, it, look look at what it did for Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I mean, the guy could not get insured for anything. I mean, John Favreau had to fight Disney, I mean, yeah. fight Marvel to get him to play Tony Stark. And so, yeah, because of his history and all yeah, that. Yeah, and that brought him around to his comeback. So. What did, what did Terrence Howard do after he got bumped as but uh, as a uh, as Rhodes? Not a lot after that, you know. Why did he get bumped for that? I forget. Because he was holding out for more cash, and Marvel said, "Okay, we'll get Don Cheadle." <laughs> yeah. Didn't he want to get paid more than uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, because he had got. I think he was like he got nominated for Hustle and Flow. That doesn't count. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. It's it's hustle and flow. Yeah, you're not doing you know a, a, a project's version of Macbeth here. You know, you're just <laughs> it's hustle and flow. I mean, come on. Exactly. You, you could see that the Oscars were stretching on this one. Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> it was a slow year. But right. but even he uh, in a recent interview he he actually admitted he's like yeah I fucked up. You know he's like but I don't dwell on that. I don't hate Marvel for it. And I think he's trying he's talking to marvel again and they might actually give him something else to do but he says he goes yeah he goes he goes i went from he goes because of that whole shit he went from making six million a film to six hundred thousand a film that's right i go yeah well because the problem is is that he missed an opportunity and also he showed that he was difficult to work with Mm -hmm. so it's hard it's hard to get in a real big budget film if you're going to be a little bitch right so and then they got don Cheadle. so and Don Cheadle's a better actor anyway. <laughs> exactly. So you're like, okay, win-win for Marvel. Uh, <laughs> Lose-lose for your podcast, Terrence Howard. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Well, in video game news this week, <laughs> one of the biggest concerns in regards to the upcoming PlayStation 4 is the support from third parties. And if support for the Nintendo Wii U is any indicator, it could be a bad day for Sony. Now, let me be clear about one thing. I think there will be quite a bit of support for the PlayStation 4, which is why it is so sad to see how bad things have gotten for Wii U. When it was announced that Castlevania um, Lord of Shadows 2 was coming out for the PC, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360, it was curious as to why Nintendo was left out of the mix. Eurogamer looked for uh, some answers and managed to get an answer from Konami itself. Like most things in life, it had to do with money. Quote, the reason we are developing it on the PC, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360 is simply because of the amount of people we got, producer Dave Cox told uh, Eurogamer. 
quote, if we if we want to do a Wii U conversion, there that's another 20 people, and we just don't have the resources or the budget to do it. End quote. With all the with all that being said, Konami isn't completely shutting out Nintendo as they have Castlevania: Lords of Shadows: Mirror of Fate coming out on the uh, Nintendo 3DS. But I'm sure there's little consolation for a company that is struggling to get people to get their new console, not the old one. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny because at my job, man, people are scooping up Wii's. They're a dollar. They're a dollar thirty. <laughs> Too. <laughs> I'm gonna get five. <laughs> They're $130 or $129.99, um, and they come with both Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. Mm. So it's like, and it's the black one too. So it's like an awesome deal, right? The Wii U, they're not really moving. And the thing is, is like I kind of want a Wii U for the kids because I like the whole. I know the kids want one, right? But I'm not. I'm not buying it now. I'll wait till the holidays because you know they're gonna drop the price. Oh yeah. And then, you know, so. if you look at Canada, that fucking Wii Mini selling like crazy. That's right. They already sold like what tw- over three hundred thousand. You know, and it's like that's... which I think is hilarious when you could just spend thirty dollars more and get a Wii. <laughs> well, some but... don't need that internet. <laughs> yeah, you just Canada for all you know. They... Them fancies internet. <laughs> I just think it's so stupid, but um. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised with it. We'll see, because sometimes Nintendo, sometimes Nintendo just complete. They either completely flop, they either completely win, or they they surprise you. Like a year down the line, it's like, look, everybody wants this now. Yeah. So I mean, they have potential in the console. Just depends on what decisions they make. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you look back at the original Wii. You know, fucking, they were always out of stock. Mm-hmm. And now, not so much. Now, uh, but then you can also look back on the Virtual Boy. <laughs> see how that worked out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, and and honestly, people might laugh, but I bring up Virtual Boy. Re- really think about it. The Virtual Boy was, was a pretty um, specialty machine. Yeah, so was the Wii U. So, it's not too, it's not too hard of a stretch. No. Not really. You know, to to think. I mean, obviously, the Wii U is more of a traditional console, but still. Yeah. And if their competition, I, I'm so excited to see what Microsoft's going to be putting out. But if they're from their current competition, the Wii U will fight well. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah. Anyways, moving on. One of the biggest complaints gamers had about Diablo 3 was the requirement of an internet connection at all times. Diablo 3 requires you to be connected to Battle.net even when you are playing the single-player campaign. While this is to stop piracy of the game, it can be frustrating for people who don't have a constant internet connection. Yes, there are still people who don't. (laughs) Blizzard production director John Haidt has revealed that an always-on internet connection is not required for the upcoming PS3 and PS4 versions of Diablo 3. He says, you can have four people on the same screen no split screen. We just zoom the camera out. Or if you're offline, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> it's pretty sad when it's something negative. You make it like, ooh, the suspense that we're going to fix what you all hate. Yeah. Just don't fucking do it in the first place. <laughs> um, the console version of the game was announced for the PS3 and PS4 during the PS4 reveal last week or two weeks ago, whenever it happened. 
and there are plans to show it off at the upcoming PAX East 2013 later next month, which is this month as well. The game will be the same, but will have a new controller scheme, which will have you directly controlling your character as opposed to clicking where you want them to go. Quote, you no longer have to click and have your character move to a position, Height said. It's surprising how much action that brings to it. Blizzard really created action RPGs by launching Diablo originally, and this brings the action back into it. I think that quote's kind of stupid, because, yeah, they did create the action RPG with Diablo, but they didn't bring the action back when Diablo was point and click. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. Whatever. One question that has has been coming up is if the PS3 and the PS4 versions will be compatible with the PC version of the game for cross-platform gameplay. A Blizzard representative on the Diablo 3 forums has confirmed that Blizzard is not looking to make this happen or will you be able to use or will you be able to use a controller with the PC version or a mouse and keyboard for the console version. So you won't be able to do that either. Hmm. While we think while we think cross-platform play would be awesome. There are currently no plans to allow connectivity between PlayStation Network and Paddle.net. This is pretty standard for most games that have PC and console support, the company said. As a result, the characters on your Battle.net account and PlayStation account will also also remain separate. So obviously you don't think it's that cool right. because you're not doing it. And then you are just taking the easy route. Well, everyone else doesn't do it. So why do we have to do it? Um, this is all pretty good news for fans of the series and people who have wanted to try the game but don't game on the PC. It's a bit of a letdown that the console version is separate from the PC version, but some something that isn't too much of a surprise. Diablo 3 has sold 12 million copies for the PC and Mac. So far, it will be interesting to see how sales do for this new version. They'll probably go through the roof like always. Um, I think it's interesting that Diablo 3 is even coming to the consoles. I also think it's interesting that it's only announced for the PlayStation, though. Yeah. Like, why? I don't understand. I mean, you have companies left and right going, I don't know if the PlayStation 4 is the way to go, yet Blizzard is like, no, they're the ones. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, it's one of those where you're just kind of like, hmm, makes a little more sense to go with Microsoft, but... Or maybe they don't. They don't have a development kit for Microsoft yet. Who yeah. fucking knows? You know, but the um, it's cool that it comes to the consoles. It's cool that you can play four player without split screen. I mean, that's cause some old school gaming right there. You know, have the right. have the fellas over do something wrong. Or, or the ladies nowadays. Um, have a couple hot ladies play some strip Diablo. You know, hey, hey. die. You gonna take an article quote? See, wanna, that's I'll, that's Lincoln right there. I'll just be sexist. Why not? Yeah, why not? Um. <laughs> Uh, I, I never expected cross-platform gameplay, although it would have been cool. Um, you kind of get cross-platform game, gameplay with Blizzard games, though, because you can PC and Mac players can play together. That is technically cross-platform, um, but console version, fuck you. So <laughs> I am, and I have one thing to say on the uh, always connected. As much of a pain in the ass as it is for some people, although every time I play the game, I, I just log in and play it never gives me shit did have a rocky start though it does do what it's supposed to do diablo 3 is really not pirated you can't play it without logging in 
Yeah. Like I, I went to torrent site once and I, I searched for Diablo three. I, I promise you I had no intentions. I don't steal blizzard games because I love blizzard. So I, I'll pay for them. So, and other games too. <laughs> so <laughs> I am searching and all the um, torrents that came up for Diablo three all said game, but you need to count. This is the game, but you need to count. So basically they were just giving you what blizzard was going to give you anyway. Right. <laughs> oh, so man. their plan worked. Nobody's pirating their game or hasn't figured it out yet. You're right. So people pirate <laughs> World of Warcraft. They'll download it and freaking play on private servers. Not silly. It is kind of silly. I did it once. <laughs> and you're playing with like 50 people in a humongous world. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll put in cheats and chase people flying. Woo! <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, anyways. <laughs> anyways. Um... Uh... All right. Well, in uh, comic news today, or this week, <laughs> today, uh, if you manage to stay away from the media circus about the leaked plot twist in last week's Batman Incorporated number eight, then I suggest you not listen to the rest of this spot. Uh, if you truly don't care or saw it coming, then you'll be interested in the rest. I knew I knew it was over when I saw the news on CNN last week, and it broke my heart a bit. Not the demise of the character, but that CNN considered it news. Uh, yes, we know that uh, Bruce Wayne's son, Damian Wayne, will bite the big one, or has bitten the big one, uh, last Wednesday in the pages of Grant Morrison's comic. But what does that mean for the title that features both uh, both of them? Peter Tosami, uh, or Tomasi, speaks about it and what to expect in the upcoming issues of Batman and Robin. Quote, I threw my hands up and yelled, Gone! Actually, I knew Damien was going to die for quite a while, but my first reaction truly was, damn, he's such an interesting character and one that I love writing, and I hope that there's some way that Grant, over the course of time, will change his mind. Now, as you see in Batman Incorporated number 8, it was not to be. Tomasi does get to the fact that he loved... Uh, to have the death featured in he would love to have had the death featured in his book but grant morrison did it and did it in his he explains that knowing that damien was going to die made he made a conscious effort to focus on bruce and damien's relationship rather than the baddie of the month uh quote the first story i knew i had to tell was um after damien's death would be bruce's reaction in batman and robin 18 it's an entirely silent issue no text no sound effects storytelling in its purest form show don't tell and holy crap does patrick gleason show why in my humble opinion he might be one of the best batman artists ever he knocks it out of the park Unquote. As far as as far as who will take his place in the future issues, uh, quote, the title of the series of the next several issues will change. The first being Batman and Red Robin, the second being Batman and Red Hood. However, he doesn't say who will be Robin's replacement in the title. But since we don't know if the title will end, it's it wouldn't kill the universe if they did. God knows they have enough Batman titles in the DCU anyway. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. So. Um. I thought that was a really good issue, though. I, I really liked... I did, too. I, I thought it was a good issue. Yeah. I, I th it really shows Grant Morrison really isn't heavily invested in the Batman universe. And they didn't rush it. You know, it just... It it felt like, something, like natural. Like it would yeah. happen this way. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I fully agree. <laughs> no, I... I it was kind of sad, really. It was, but 
you know, you, you see it and you're like, oh, even though even though that kid was a little bastard, but yeah, just saying, you know. Yeah, so now you have another reason to buy all the Batman titles. <laughs> yeah, for the next month, because <laughs> they're all gonna have tie-ins. We all know this. Mm-hmm. And one thing too, they do have a lot of Batman titles, but the tie-ins work really well. Yeah. So that works too. Speaking of DC, the questionable WTF certified. Oh, I'm sorry. This article comes from IGN. I did not pen this one myself. <laughs> um, the questionable WTF certified banner that was set to be plastered on all of April's releases for DC Comics appears to have been swept under the rug. In a new re- report, courtesy of Newsarama, um, coming out of the retailer conference Comics Pro. Co-publisher Dan Didio, I almost said Dildo, um, <laughs> Didio revealed that the WTF branding would be omitted from the covers, which are still scheduled to be um, special gate gatefold covers, whatever. Um, so you won't be seeing the WTF certified in the corner anymore. Um, the reason reasoning appears to be that the early buzz has been, has done its job to get the attention of retailers to increase their orders. Um, so having the official branding of WTF certified is redundant, and yet plastering arrow banners across all of their books is still okay. <laughs> <laughs> Put in IGN's joke because that's kind of funny. Um, I thought the WTF certified thing was so stupid. I thought like, it, was it was an obvious ploy yeah. to just get people to look at it. You were just drumming up controversy. That's all you were doing. Yeah. And now this confirms that fact when you're like, okay. Yeah. Okay, we did that, but we're we're not gonna put it on there because kids will read it and people kids will go, well, it's WTF. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and like the the I, the reason I said the joke at the end too, is the Arrow banners are advertisements, um, for that show Arrow on uh, uh CW. CW. Is... I almost said UPN. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on the CW. And it's just annoying because it ruins the art of the the cover. Absolutely. And I'm not saying anything negative or positive towards the television shows. I only watched the first two episodes, and it kind of had like a Twilighty feel, so I wasn't really into it. But um, it's like I I appreciate comics 60% art, 40% the written part. Right. You know, and you're ruining my cover when 30% of it is watch Arrow on the CW. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I know I, that that's oh, that's bugged me. But yeah, I know when I saw this uh, WTF, I was like, really? You know what it made me say? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and then I laughed because that was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, but I like that the that joke. Oh, IGN. Well. On uh, In tech news this week, and this story actually comes from Wired, because I did a story on uh, the six-strike rule uh, being released this week, but um, I kind of like the way uh, Wired had it had it all broken up. Uh, you've probably heard about this. If not, listen up. So the nation's major... Pay attention. Exactly. You're about to get schooled. Ooh. Uh, the nation's uh, major internet service providers on Monday said they were going to begin rolling out the initiative to disrupt internet access for online um, copyright scoff laws. Uh, the so-called copyright alert system is backed by the president um, by the president Barack Obama administration, and was he- uh, was pushed heavily by record labels and Hollywood studios. What a shock! Uh, the plan, more than four years in the making. 
includes participation by AT&T, Cablevision Systems, Comcast, Time Warner Cable, and Verizon. Soon others could join. After four offenses, the historic plan calls for resident residential internet providers to initiate so-called mitigated measures that might include reducing internet speeds and redirecting a subscriber service to an educational landing page about infringement. The plan does not prevent content owners from suing internet subscribers, um, contrary to what some other websites are reporting. The Copyright Act allows damages up to $150,000 per infringement. The Center of Copyright Information, a new group running the program, maintains that it's not designed to terminate online accounts for repeat offenders. However, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act demands that Internet service providers kick off repeat copyright scoff laws. The program monitors (coughs) peer-to-peer file sharing um, services via Internet uh, Snoop Mark Monitor of San Francisco. The surveillance was... Um, to have been deployed sooner, but various delays, including Hurricane Sandy and the I- ISP's reluctancies to join. Peer-to-peer monitoring is, is easily detectable. That's because IP addresses of Internet customers usually reveal themselves during the transfer of files. Cyber lockers, email attachments, shared uh, Dropbox folders, and other ways to infringe does not, is not included in the crackdown. So uh, to be sure, the deal is not a dr- as draconian as it could have been. The agreement, heavily lobbied by the Record Industry Association of America and the Motion Picture Association of America, does not require Internet service providers to filter copyright material transiting the networks. U.S. Internet service providers and the content industry have openly embraced that kind of filtering. The Federal Communication Commission is crafting a net neutrality rules as all um, has all but invited the ISPs to practice it. On a scofflaw's first offense, Internet subscribers will receive an email alert from the ISP saying the account may have been misused for online content theft. On a second offense, the alert might contain an educational message about the uh, legalities of online file sharing. On the third and fourth infraction, the subscriber could receive a pop-up asking subscribers to acknowledge the um, acknowledge the alert. Um, I think um, a couple of uh, service providers are actually giving um, the option to... Uh, Throttle internet speeds mm-hmm. uh, in like fifth or sixth. Um, I think it was Cablevision. They just re one of the uh, websites reported that they they will uh, cut off your service for 24 hours and you have to call in to get it restored. So that sucks. Yeah. That's the call of shame. You know? Yeah, it's like oh fuck. I was downloading. Mm-hmm. Goat porn. <laughs> it's like, oh, we know what you were downloading, sir. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, you know, you, you look at stuff like that. And, and to me, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, where they, they're able to track when because um, this other site mentioned how they kind of do it, where, you know, when you're pulling from a torrent, anybody can, you know, anybody can get information from anywhere. And what they're supposedly able to do, if they go ahead and type in, let's say, Skyfall, and then get onto that torrent, they can actually access the IP addresses of anybody who's downloading that that file. Right. So, um, you know, but I guess it really just depends on what you're downloading. Because, you know, the, the, the odds of them catching everyone... They have to be tracking it. Yeah. I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> if it's a if it's a big movie, 
like let's say when um Iron Man three comes out, they might track that one. Yeah. You know, they'll throw out feel like they'll throw out fake torrents that would give you like a bu- a busted movie just to just to track to see who's downloading it. But um, you know, what are you gonna do? Like it's one of those things that you really can't. It's illegal, so you can't really say, "Oh, that's bullshit." Yeah, I mean, you can. It it just, you know, that you have no foundation for, you know, saying why it's bullshit. It's like, well, well, yeah, you are stealing a movie, and yeah, I mean, some people feel entitled that they, you know, I should be able to download a movie for free. No, you really shouldn't. (laughs) No, you, yeah, you really shouldn't. You know, and and it's, I don't know, it's it's. It's a weird situation. Yeah, because, I mean, and, and the funny thing is that this is what they come up with, and they went for SOPA first. <laughs> you know? Of course. It was kind of like, really? that This is your fallback? You couldn't have gone with this one first? But uh, that's the MPAA and the RIAA for you. And all the other acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You t- <sighs> anyway, speaking of shady shit. <laughs> Um, Any, so this, uh, <laughs> what? Shady shit. Anytime you're dealing with Facebook, it's shady shit. That's the true. So this article actually comes out of Wired too, because Wired is obviously, um, one of the greatest websites on the internet. Let's be honest. You know? <laughs> um, Facebook is poised to reveal a new look for newsfeed and word is the social giant will show off a redesigned mobile version. Thank God. Um, all Facebook said in the press invite announced Announcing the March 7th event is we'll, quote, see a new look for newsfeed, end quote, just like I just said. <laughs> um, but TechCrunch tech reported in January that Facebook was testing a mobile newsfeed that abandoned the traditional blue and white chrome heavy Facebook design for a full screen image based image based approach. I'm getting tired of this image based based approach bullshit. It's like everyone doesn't know how to read now. Yeah, I know. Pain in my ass. So. <laughs> You ever see Two Broke Girls where she goes, uh, Twitter's for losers and Instagram's for uh, people that can't read. <laughs> exactly. I say that all the time. Yeah. Instagram's for uh, – is the Facebook for illiterate people. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, Newsfeed hasn't, been, hasn't seen a major redesign in ages and definitely needs one. CEO and founder Mark Zuckerberg has called Newsfeed one of Facebook's three main pillars – along with timeline and graph search. Graph search is only a couple months old. Many users still don't have it, and Facebook introduced timeline in 2011, rolling it out to all profiles in 2012. With those two humming along, it's time for Newsfeed to get a complete facelift. I kind of dig um, timeline. I like timeline better than the... Better. Yeah. The only problem is, is that now with... Everything. It's what I hate about the newsfeed, and this is on the mobile version as well as the the, the PC version, or, um, or the web interface. Is the fucking bullshit that they put on there? Oh, your friends are playing this game, or these news stories are trending heavily, and it's like I just want to see the newsfeed, dude. I don't have to scroll like down two pages just to see what other people have. Yeah. You know, it's just like yeah, we're gonna roll out another one, which is gonna be more ad based. <laughs> bullshit pain in my ass seriously anyways i mean and and you know they keep saying that yeah teens are falling away from facebook yeah because it's no longer cool facebook isn't cool anymore because facebook is 
is just a, a way of communicating now. It's it's like email. Yeah. No one thinks email is cool anymore. I mean, if, <laughs> I know, I know, right? <laughs> no one thinks email is cool. I mean, it's yeah. Facebook is yeah, basically now the email, uh, um, uh, in the internet age. But like, it, it, the problem is, is that you know now with just it's Facebook is so prominent. It, it's part of the culture now. Now it's like, well, your grandmother has it or your mom has it, so now it's not cool anymore. But where are they going to go now? Yeah, there's nowhere else. There's no social network. I mean, Google Plus, I guess, but nobody goes there. Yeah, nobody goes there because, you know, people, you know. Well, That's the thing with social networks. You go where your friends are. It doesn't make any sense to go to a social network and none of your friends are using it. Yeah. Because, I mean, now you look at, I mean, well, MySpace is a joke. Um, but, you know, you, you know, a lot of those, a lot of those other websites are just, like, gone. You know, I mean, yeah, it's like, where are they going? Oh, they're going out and they're actually interacting with people. They're going, hanging out with their friends. What? Yeah. It wasn't what the internet was supposed to do. <laughs> anyway, we'll skip through a couple of this because it's just recapping what Facebook looked like. And I think we all pretty well versed on what Facebook looks like. Um, the desktop version of Facebook's news feed uh, also could get a new look to make more space. The company might start moving ads away from the sidebar and incorporating them directly into the news feed. They already do that, and I fucking don't like it, Um, as it does on the mobile app. There has also been talk of video ads getting inserted into both the desktop and mobile news feed. That will be the end of Facebook for me. I will never be on Facebook if they do that. That shit is so annoying when I go to a website and all of a sudden – like I have my headphone on, and it's really loud, and all of a sudden like, buy this. Like what the – Yeah. I hate. I know that that shit annoys the piss I've out of me. I cut people for less. <laughs> anyway, so no matter what Facebook shows off on March seventh, it's likely to receive at least some user backlash, especially if it features new ad formatting or raising raises privacy concerns. Oftentimes, when the company has released a new or revamped product like Timeline, or when it first launched Newsfeed in two thousand six, users have been outraged. Take the Facebook group I Hate Timeline. That has more than 45,000 likes, and the 2006 petition against Newsfeed that got more than 55,000 signatures. So, a lot of that I hate timeline bullshit is just people who hate change, yeah. and you can't really listen to those people because you can't hate change. Right. You just can't. I mean, change is never. It, change isn't always going to be good. It's not always going to be bad. But you have to embrace change and and ride it out. Yeah. You can't just be like, I want things to be the same forever. Well, yeah, and that's the thing when you, when you get into technology. Technology is always going to change, so there's there's nothing you can do about it. No, there is absolutely nothing, you can do about it. <laughs> and that's the way it should be. It yeah. it should be constantly changing. It's it it follows its own evolutionary path, where some things don't work out, some things do. The things that do work out stay, you know, and and it's it's interesting to watch, yeah. but we have to keep doing that. We can't be like, oh, well. This is, you know, if it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's like no, but everything can be improved. Yeah, but I, I think this this will this comment that I'm about to make will pretty much um, be the done and done of this topic. We all can't be like Apple. That's true. Keep rolling out a new one and change very little of it. Yeah. <laughs> we can't we can't all be um, douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm waiting right. for Apple to come out with a search engine. I don't know. Apple search engine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just feature some hipsters sitting on on a on the on the porch, look hovering over their iPhone. No, no, no. This is the Apple search engine. You search for something, and instead of getting search results, you get reasons why why searching for that is stupid. Like, why <laughs> would you search for that? Yeah. <laughs> like real pretentious shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, all right. Well, I think it's time we hit up our douchebag of the week, and this <laughs> this douchebag of the week. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's Pandora. Yeah. Now, if you thought it was cool to listen to Pandora, this bitch opened this box, right? And <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, if you thought it was cool to listen to Pandora, you may have to start rethinking that option, especially if you listen to the service through your mobile device. However, you listen to the service through your desktop, desktop, you won't be subjected to the caps. Now, free listeners will be subjected to their 40 hours of free music each month. Anyone that hits those limits will be asked to pay a one-time fee of not a nonsense for the remainder of the month or subscribe to their premium service, which is what they want anyways. Let's be honest here. Quote, Pandora's per-track royalty rates have increased more than 25% over the last three years, including 9% in 2013 alone, which were only but this time was like two months in, and are scheduled to increase an additional 16% over the next two years. Pandora founder Tim Westergren wrote in the company's blog post announcing the move. Quote, after a close look at the overall listening, a 40-hour per month mobile listening listening limit allows us to manage these escalating costs, costs with a minimal listener disruption, end quote. Of course, Pandora claims that the cap will only affect about 4% of their active users and states that the average user spends about 20 hours a month listening to Pandora. I listen to it on my phone, but I've never come close to spending over an hour on the site. However, if you want to be subjected to the cap, if you don't want to be subjected to the caps, there is still slacker. (laughs) So. Um. Now I am an avid I'm I'm an avid listener of Slacker actually. Um I'm actually considering signing up for their premium service. Um and I'm going to give you one reason. It has nothing to do with these fucking caps or anything. And the and when you may Steve made this the douchebag of the week before I did although I was still thinking about it cuz they were being stupid. Mm-hmm. Um one of the big reasons Pandora sucks for me too. If you listen to Slacker and you listen to Pandora and let's say you put it on um I don't know. Not today's hits, but if you put it on like 80s rock, why not? You will get much better music on Slacker. Yeah. You'll get some dumb shit on Pandora and you'll keep getting shit repeated over and over again. Yeah. And Slacker actually has a new – it was funny because I was realizing that. And right when I was realizing that, Slacker came out with some internet ads, um, video ads that said uh, that they have a larger library. And they do. Yeah. You know, and and I like they have like DJs on their their it things like, like radio. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like, it's like dope. radio. Yeah, and um, Pandora has much more commercials. Yeah, much longer fucking commercials too. Um, really, Slacker only has commercials mostly when you when you change a station. If you change a station, you get a commercial. Yeah, Whatever. when I first kicked, like I've noticed because I I started listening to more of Slacker, and uh, I get commercials when I f- first kick it on. I'll get a commercial. And then, yeah, when you change the station, you'll get a commercial. But there's also iHeartRadio, 
which a lot of stations when they use the that one, there's no commercials. And you I haven't to... checked out iHeartRadio that much. Yeah, I liked it because of the fact that I mean, it's really cool if you happen to like. There was a radio station when I visited uh, my girlfriend in North Carolina, and they had a really badass '80s, '90s, today's you know radio station. Like they play some obscure shit. Like you're like, oh my god, I'd never heard this on any of those type of stations before. So happened to find it on iHeartRadio and was and was blaring that yesterday. And uh, but it's cool, so you can kind of go anywhere you want. So it's like if you ever move somewhere and you want to listen to a station you used to listen to back home, there you go. And yeah. On a lot of it's commercial free, especially if they if they're specifically done for iHeartRadio. So uh, it, that's that's real cool. But yeah, yeah, I noticed that with Slacker is that I never had a repeat of a song, even when I first kick it on, because that used to be with Pandora. Is that you would have a station. And then, like, I would have 80s music, and then I would kick it on, and a lot of times I would hear the same song when I first kicked it on, and then eventually come around to it again. And, uh, yeah, that was that was one thing I noticed yeah, about Slacker. That happened with, me with like, constant repeats. Like, I'll put on, I'll put on Pandora Slacker, right? And I'll, I'll listen to them for, like, an hour at a right. time. Like, I, I jam it out when I'm doing the show notes or if I'm doing my stories or whatever. And, um... Slacker, I never hear a repeat in that hour. I'm sure if I listen to it for three hours, I'm eventually going to hear a repeat. But who listens to Slacker all freaking day? Like, I'm sure there are some people. But if you listen to the radio all day, you hear the same song 15 million fucking times. Yeah. Um, so Pandora. Pandora there. <laughs> I know. Pandora, I'll put it on for an hour, and, like, I'll hear the same shit. And it's not even good shit. Like, it's not, like, just good music. It's the crappy shit that you hear all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the stuff so. you would get. It, a lot of it's the stuff you would get. I mean, to be to be fair, I have come across some obs- more obscure artists that I went on iTunes and found because I kind of liked their shit. Um, but more often than not, compared that to what I was listening to with Slacker, in just two days, I got a completely different – I did today's hits because I was like, oh, well, let's see what kind of crap they play on there. And there were people I'd never even fucking heard of. And I was like, yeah. actually, this is pretty good. I like this one. So I'm starting to scan, like, who sings this and then, like, going, okay, trying to keep those in mind. So then when, you know, later on I can go to iTunes or other alternative ways of down. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but that's that's the thing. So it, it, to me it was just like, yeah, there's so many other options now. And, and uh, Pandora just, I don't know, I mean – I, like you were saying, like who listens to 40 hours of music a month? I guess if you have it on in your office or something like background noise, but at that point, you would probably have it on your computer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know who would stream their mobile device for 40 hours. But then well, I unless they have a docking station. No, that's true. But still, yeah. I mean, oh, it only affects four percent. I love the magic low number. Then why have it? Four mm-hmm. percent is nothing. It's like then wh- why do it? Why be a douchebag and do it? Tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me why. Oh Jesus! <laughs> You'll get that repeated on Pandora. Okay, that much. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that pretty much does it for us this week. Uh, you can uh, 
check out all these stories and more on the website, thelazygeeks.com, unless it was a story we read from another site. Uh, <laughs> be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks network where you can listen to all the other shows we have available for you, like Crash Test Movie Dummies, Lazy Ring of Death, and In the Ink. Like us on Facebook and add us to your circle on Google+. Also, follow us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks, one word, at Lazy underscore Nomad, and I think Adam rarely pops onto his at lazy underscore sapien i'll probably use it more when i have a phone <laughs> i'm in between cell phones right now it's so stupid to use twitter where you come home from work and go what happened today that's what facebook is for <laughs> exactly facebook is the overview twitter is the immediate emo- knee-jerk reaction yeah i remember that i used to use twitter a bit when i had it in my pocket so when i have it in my pocket again i might use it called it and called it twitter yeah Oh, interesting. What am I supposed to call it? Oh, uh, you totally didn't catch where I was going with that. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> no, you go, I used to do that when it was in my pocket, and I'm like, is that what you called it? Oh, you're an asshole. <laughs> hey, th- but since we have a break with your douchebaggery, um, I did want to make a mention. I, I meant to say this in the beginning. Um, for fans of the StarCraft series, if you haven't picked up the... Um, first one yet, or I'm sorry, the second one, StarCraft 2, in celebration of the expansion coming out on the 12th, all this week, StarCraft 2 is half off, so it's only going to be 20 bucks. So you want to pick it up for a friend, you want to pick it up for yourself, whatever. It's 20 bucks on the Battle.net store, on the Blizzard store. So you can go to Best Buy and they'll price match it for you, or you can just buy it from Battle.net. Um, but yeah, pick. I just want to let everybody know. Yeah, that's good. Keep it real. Yeah, exactly, because we all, I mean... We all we all want to save money. That's damn right. That's for damn sure. See it. <laughs> all right. And the Lazy Geeks theme was provided by uh, Kevin McLeod. So be sure to comment on this or any podcast, either on iTunes or the website, thelazygeeks.com. Tell us the good, the bad, and the sexy. And be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we may read it on the podcast. Time permitted. Uh, <laughs> remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week... A peace out. I said, what you Come on.